0: what's up everybody welcome to kind of funny games daily for thursday april 11th 2019 i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside the busiest lady in the business andrea renee
1: what's good greg this
0: outfit as usual Oh, thank I like you. this one a laid back day you know yeah it's chilling out i you?
1: haven't worn this blue jacket uh, in a while so yeah. I is I had... there
0: any design on the back you got the design yes. on the front here Oh, same dis- same kind of design. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. All right.
1: Exactly. It's embroidered. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it didn't make the Roper Report, Andrea, because it doesn't deserve to be on there. It's such big news. It deserves to be talked about it at the beginning of the show. You've won your fight. Division 2 is adding red hair.
1: Yay! There you go. Thank They've you, everybody. Massive. You're Also, the best. they're working
0: on bald heads as well. Yes. Another thing that was often requested. and <laughs> no hair. Exactly, that's and what it And you can was. also
1: change your gender as well. They're, they're adding that Oh, nice. That All right, cool.
0: Yeah, so this is a tweet that just happened, right? But it's, it's, it's incoming soon or they're working on it, right? I
1: believe these are part of the most recent patch notes that are coming out. But let me clarify that. But yes, um, so I went to Twitter this morning and one at Evan or Evan P tweeted to me, Andrea Rene, Division 2 fix incoming, and then he's highlighted the bullet point from the notes that says red-haired color is planned.
0: In planned. Okay, so it's not there yet. Probably yeah. still coming. So they, but they've heard you. Yes. They're asking you to stop sending your letters, <laughs> <laughs> all your fans at the door of Massive beating on it asking for the red hair.
1: I just you, flew a bunch of people to Sweden yeah. and said I just make You told it them happen. to go there.
0: They'll go. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about talking about game news such as Troy Baker watch 2019 sales <laughs> figures and some wild speculation because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games over there you can give us your uh, your questions for sure I was gonna say bad PSN names i was gonna start there you can't do it anymore. The solution's out there You can use it It's it's a weird <laughs> thing For me to get used to But patreon.com Slash games Questions Comments Concerns And everything else Under the video game sun Then you can watch us Record the show live Twitch.tv Slash games. If you're watching live You have a special job Go to kindofunnycom Slash you're wrong Tell us what we screw up As we screw it up So we can set the record straight For everybody watching later On youtube.com Roosterteeth.com And Listening on podcast services Around The globe housekeeping for you. Vancouver, you're the next Kind of Funny World Tour meet and greet. We are coming to you Saturday, May 4th. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash events. See what we're talking about, where we're going to be, join us on the World Tour. Andrea, you added this one. Don't miss out on the inaugural AIAS Foundation, Bit.Run 5K. Join the gaming community this Saturday, April 13th at Dockweiler State Beach in Los Angeles to benefit the AIAS Foundation. You can register on the website or even on-site day of. Check in and packet pickup starts at 7 a.m. The race begins at 8 a.m.
1: So, Just a little um, background. So That is the same folks who put on the Dice Awards that Greg and Jessica Chobot hosted earlier. Earlier This year, all of the proceeds from the 5K go to help the grant and scholarship program in the um, uh, the women's program there and the. It's not raising new voices. It's something, there's a verb or something about new voices.
0: Elevating. Uh,
1: I think that sounds right. Um, basically, it goes creating. to a lot of charitable works. Interactive.org is the website. And what's cool about it is if you live in the Los Angeles area and you go and do the run, you get to run with developers from Naughty Dog, from Insomniac, from a bunch of other That's Los really Angeles-based cool. uh, video game studios. So,
0: If you're doing it, run next to them and ask for autographs. <laughs> good luck <laughs> <laughs> try to catch him uh, today's Devin Sawa day Devin Sawa on his way to us right now to do the kind of funny games cast and a show that you can't see right away but uh, another show uh, and then also thank you to our patreon producers Tom Bach blackjack James Davis Mohammed Mohammed today we're brought to you by hims and Harry's but I'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper report for some news Kevin four items on the rope a
1: baker's dozen
0: Good job, Kev. I love your energy today. You're, you're all about it. Uh, number one, let's get back into this Borderlands 3 Troy Baker business. Oh, my gosh. As we've talked about it, you were on the show. and yeah. As we've talked about on Kind of Funny Games Daily, it broke from a panel Troy did over in, or down under Australia uh, where he was talking about like, somebody's like, are you going to be Reese again all right, in Borderlands 3? We saw Reese in the trailer. Are you going to be him? And uh, Troy was like, sadly, no, I would have loved to have done it, but I didn't hear where it ended and then it just didn't happen. I saw him in the trailer and that's not me. Uh Randy Pitchford took to Twitter last night when somebody was like, hey, can we ask you Borderlands 3D question? He's like, of course you can.
1: CEO of Gearbox. Everyone knows Randy Pitchford.
0: And they were basically like, why didn't you let Troy Baker be Reese? And he said, and Randy tweets, you'll have to ask Troy. I was told by the audio director that he turned it down. Fortunately, with how Reese appears in the game, I don't think it actually matters at all. You'll see for yourself when the game comes out, and you may disagree with me on that or not. He went on to totally compliment Troy that, you know, loved working with him brothers in Arms. He's talented. He's been killing it. Andrea Who's the fucking liar? All right? <laughs> Who's fucking lying? You Is it Troy, Troy or Randy? You call Troy right now. I texted him and you know he, he's probably still down I'm not. Here's
1: the thing that I was talking to Greg about before the show started. I actually don't think either of them is lying. Oh my god, I oh my think god this, the audio director! <laughs> I think this is a, a case of the audio director worked with Troy's representation, because Troy is obviously managed, because he is a professional talent. He has no time to manage his own career. Correct. And the manager probably looked at the opportunity, per what Randy's saying here, and said, oh, this is a really small opportunity. Maybe Troy's already booked, maybe he's too busy, maybe it just isn't a big enough opportunity for Troy to fly down for a single day of, of shoots. And so I'm guessing his management, just turned it down and then maybe never relayed that information to Troy this is my this is my theory that no one's really at fault except for the people's people right like Randy's people and Troy's people weren't talking to them you would imagine yeah
0: I I, of course if you did not know am not professional in any capacity I'm not represented (laughs) or have any idea how any of that crap works but you would imagine the amount of offers Troy Baker gets oh they must be the agent and like you're saying they look at this and it's going to be fly to Gearbox you know fly to Plano Texas or whatever Uh, you're going to do it for a day, it's only this much. It's only they're only willing to pay this much, and you look at it and you go, nah, that's an opportunity. That's not worth his time without knowing context of it. That it's a character he loves, and this is the thing. Like, mm-hmm. did did the offer come and be like, he's been this character before. We'd love to have him back, and da da. And then did that get? Re- I doubt it. I bet it. Yeah, it's yeah. just the people's people talking here.
1: Yeah, and so I, I'm sure that this is just a, a a friendly mistake because you know, as Randy said, they've worked with Troy before, and yeah. like why wouldn't they want to work with him again? Sure. So um, hopefully we can get this sorted out and that there's no, like, bad blood. The only thing I said was it's a little regrettable that if if my theory is correct, that one, Troy's people didn't tell him about it first, and two, that Troy didn't check with his people before he went on a panel and was like, I would have definitely gone back and done it. Yeah. You know, because... It's kind of like a want wah yeah. situation here. And now
0: what's going to happen is the saddest thing. Whoever was yeah. going to do the little bit of voice work that was implied for this character, fired. Because Troy's going to be on it back. Oh, He's I back know. right now. He's back. Whoever it was, guy. Barry. I hope it was Nolan North. I hope <laughs> Nolan North loses the job because of it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like... Well, Nor- Nolan North isn't hurting for work either. Um, it sounds like the... There's not actually going to be very much VO for for Reese in this game anyway, again, which is right? kind of disappointing. to Fortunately, hear.
0: with how Reese appears in the game, I don't think you'll. I don't think it actually matters at all because again, he was like 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 he had a mustache and looked like he was behind glass. Like I wonder how much he says or doesn't say or what what's going on with him. Mm. Very interesting. We'll have to wait and see, everybody. Uh, however, I would just say follow everybody on Twitter and you'll eventually figure it out because that's where everything goes. <laughs> I'll keep checking my phone see what continent Troy's on. Nope, that's my wife talking about the shotgun fungus again. Never even told that story.
1: No, no. I, I still don't know what you mean. So if
0: you, you know, I said I was going to say on the kind of funny podcast and I didn't because the kind of funny podcast got away from me and other things. So Jen, of course, love my life. Love her so much. <laughs> And one of the things she's done is brings a lot of plants in the house. She's a big plant lady. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whatever. I don't want to. They're your plants. I don't really. Whatever. Well, they're
1: technically good for cleaning the air in your house. Well,
0: not this one for sure. So uh, we went away. Uh, We had people. We we a boss baby himself and his girlfriend take care of Portilla or whatever. And we came back and we're like, oh, man, it's so good to be home. Jen's been gone for like two weeks. It's great to be here. And then she's looking around. She just goes, oh oh God, oh no. Oh, and I was like doing something in the kitchen. I came in like, what what was going on? She's like, look at the walls and ceiling and there were little black specks all over the (gasps) walls and ceilings and all over the lights. Just very tiny, but lots of them. And she's like, it looks like mice. I'm like, there. mice didn't climb on the ceiling and shit on the ceiling. I'm like, clearly, mold. Well, the plant, and that, it wasn't mold because it popped right off. And okay. I was like, clearly, I'm like, I was like, one of the plants tried to pollinate or some weird thing. She's like, that doesn't make any sense because it's like, it's like a <laughs> hot, it's like a eucalyptus, like whatever <laughs> thing over here. Like she calls it spiky boy because it's got all these spikes. And I'm like, she's like, that kind of plant wouldn't do that. I'm like, well, yeah, but it looks like something exploded. And so she's like, they're really hard to get off the wall, these little black specks or whatever. And so, uh, and they're all over the light fixture. and like, But it's like very clear that it all originated yeah. out like this. And so I Googled around. And I was like, plant, little black dots, walls. And sure enough, the first thing is artillery fungus. And it's that there's these little artillery funguses that will uh, usually are found outdoors on rotting wood. But if you use a wood-based mulch inside, they can grow on that or whatever oh, no. so she used potting soil that was wood based or whatever so they were in there so when i watered them and walked away it just went and, went and like shotgun fungus all over the walls it's not oh that it, sounds terrible it was the fungus it shot off whatever it was the right. sport it's, it's not like there's more fungus is growing i don't know i'm not a i'm not a fungus doctor i'm not a fungus doctor but the the fungus was the mushroom that it went yeah. like that or whatever and then the stuff on the walls is just jen's cleaning it off today. And she's like, I'm too short to clean the ceilings. And hence, while we're talking about shotgun funguses in my text messages, no word from Troy Baker, the coward. (laughs) Number two. Guess what, everybody? Games are selling well. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice has Shinobi Death blowed its way into fans' hearts and the top of the charts. With a must-play status on Metacritic that only 1% of all games achieve each year and 90-plus rated review score across all platforms on Metacritic, the highly anticipated game sold more than 2 million copies worldwide across PlayStation, Xbox, and PC in less than 10 days. Shout out to you, Sekiro from Software. Good job on your sales. Good job, everybody who likes... Hard games <laughs> and beating your head against the wall.
1: Yeah, I saw some clips of one of the late game bosses yesterday, and I was just like, that thing looks terrifying. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the same vein, here we have two bullet points on games. So, well, the other one is Don't Not Entertainment, an independent French studio that creates and develops video games. is proud to announce the renewal of its partnership with Focus Home Interactive. Vampire, Vampire, however you pronounce it, <laughs> the first game of the partnership impressed press and players from around the world. Focus and Don't Not are proud to announce that more than a million copies have been sold to date our new co-production promises to be one of the most ambitious in the history of the publisher and the studio so there first off they're working on another game that's gonna be super ambitious but one million copies sold or more than a million copies sold for vampire 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 Vampire, the vampire game
1: we can Did just you play call one? no i didn't that was a
0: jam for her right mm-hmm, she that, liked it that was a game that people really dug if they dug that kind of thing it seemed like because it was for me i started playing i was like oh it's kind of janky ps2e in terms of gameplay but it was about the connections and the choices and the things you went and did so good for them people still like this stuff you know yeah Andrea. Yes, Craig. Would you like to wildly speculate with me?
1: Heck yes, I would. It's a slow news day.
0: Number three, we have two job listings to read into. First off, let's talk about Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch is looking for a narrative writer to help create engaging narrative content for our upcoming project, Ghost of Tsushima. Daily tasks will include story development, game dialogue, and general narrative contribution. The ideal candidate will have previous success as a game writer, outstanding dialogue skills, an excellent understanding of story and game structure, experience in a writer's room setting, and and a passion to tell great stories in an open world. Why do you want to speculate on this one, Andrea Renee? Because everyone on the internet's like, wait a second, how far out is this game if they're hiring a narrative writer?
1: Yeah, it's puzzling because I thought so? this game was maybe tracking for early 2020 fall 2020 at the absolute latest. I would
0: would side with that, yeah.
1: When you think about where the narrative development takes place, it's really early in the game dev cycle. I mean, you obviously have additional writing responsibilities throughout the duration of the process, and of course, if you're going to add expansions or DLC, you want to bring narrative back into it, but... I don't, hmm. my, when
0: I, I almost didn't make the Roper report until I realized there was nothing to talk about today. <laughs> so I, I was like, I'll put it in there. I, I, I don't think it's a red flag. I think 2020 still is where this game's going to fall. I think that bringing it, it's not like they're bringing in lead narrative writer, you know, mm-hmm. cr- or, or, or narrative director or something like that. I think bringing in a writer at this thing, we tend to think of sweeping changes story uh you know what are we gonna do on this quest and then granted that stuff gets mentioned in there which i think could easily apply to dlc it could apply to i'm sure the sequel or whatever pre-production they're working on it could apply to little things they need think of it writers also are writing every line of dialogue you pick up when you pick up an object right and you just get like the little biography page or whatever you know what i mean or your Mm -hmm. uh, codex or codec uh i i think it's still on track i don't i think it's just adding another writer to the team to do probably more of the grunt work to do more of that little stuff fill in i would imagine the narrative of this game is way far along they know what they're doing quest lines in general but in terms of the characters you're going to run into i'm sure that need something to pop up when they say or some little throwaway lines or npc dialogue i think there's a lot that can be done there that really start filling in the gaps i think the major stuff's probably said
1: yeah i'm i'm with you on everything you just said so i don't think this is any reason to be alarmed
0: good i don't want to be alarmed I did, and it's funny, before I even saw this, you know what I was doing today, Andrea? Brushing my teeth with my Quip toothbrush, and we're not sponsored by them today, but it happened. And I was just thinking, man, I could go for an Infamous Remastered. And I know we're done. Oh. I know it's over. It seems like all the collections and the remasters, and it's all done for a while. Probably have to wait till PlayStation 5.
1: Yeah, next gen.
0: But man, I can go for Infamous One again. Go out there, save oh, Trish. You know what I'm talking about? It
1: right? kind of makes me want to go back and play some more Infamous. Goddamn right. It's been a long time. Yeah. And I don't been. think I ever finished Last Light.
0: Oh, really? Oh, First Light, right?
1: First light is that, what, that is that what it was? Uh,
0: yeah, because it, it was yeah it was last light. Uh, first light was uh, Fetch's thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah the yeah, yeah. the DLC. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. That was I thought that was arguably better than the the game itself. Go do it.
1: Really?
0: Okay. Yeah, better for infamous Second Son. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah I, I really, thought Fetch's yeah, stuff really was great. I really enjoyed
1: Second Son. I never played uh,
0: the DLC. Oh really? You should do it. It's real good. Did you like Second Son a lot? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Remember you turn your controller.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Graffiti? With yeah, the graffiti? Yeah. When you you shake it and it made, like, the can sound?
0: Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so we got go Concrete ahead. Genie now. I don't need that. You know what I mean?
1: Do you think they're going to add that in Concrete Genie? That would be cool.
0: Shaking up your PlayStation Move wand? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so. From what I've played, there's no, like, actual, like pink can sound effects.
0: There's none of this in concrete. There's none None of this, None of this in concrete. All right.
1: All right. That's enough of that.
0: All right. (laughs) That's a one for the video team. All right. (laughs) Audio listeners like, I don't get it. You're
1: welcome, Corey. Uh, (laughs) Don't make that a gift, Corey. Don't do it. Oh,
0: it's too late. It's done. (laughs) Corey made it into a gift two seconds ago. Uh, Let's talk more job listings. This is from Gorilla. Uh, You. They're talking. They basically need a Java person. Let's get into what the uh, things mean. You. We'll build a robust backend that can scale up to serve many concurrent users. You will work on systems like matchmaking, tournaments, clans, and leaderboards. You will cooperate with game designers to achieve the vision for the game. You'll work on systems to test and deploy a new server set without downtime. You will integrate the game servers with the PlayStation Network and other third-party services. You will keep up to date with the Java world and introduce new technologies when they are relevant for Gorilla. If you are comfortable with C++, you can help integrate the backend services in the game client. A lot of mumbo Jumbo about Java. I love coffee too.
1: But Greg, is this the return of Killzone? Is Killzone
0: happening? Of course, Horizon has no <laughs> multiplayer component and there's no leaderboards or anything like that. Why would they need this? Grew, they of course, it. like three hundred people, right in Amsterdam. You assume there's a second project they're working on, and yeah, is it going to be a kill zone? Is it going to be another new IP? Uh, you know, multiplayer game.
1: I think it would. It's a, it's a stretch to say they're working on another new IP after just creating Horizon Zero Dawn, because doing a new IP from scratch is incredibly expensive and time-consuming, and it's just a little far-fetched for me to think that they're doing a brand new IP when they've got this existing PlayStation. IP that's been dormant now for quite some time. Yeah. It, I think now the time is right. Kills it though? Like PS5 launch title? Killzone?
0: Yeah, but that's always the hand Killzone gets dealt. And then it's but always it that thing were really people- could
1: be really amazing though.
0: It could be, but usually people play like, all right, yeah, well, it's, it's Killzone. I, it, and that's my thing is I feel like Gorilla has a great- Uh, mindset for multiplayer games. I've enjoyed... Killzone 2 was the first shooter I ever, like, played a ton of multiplayer on. I just think that the name Killzone hasn't been tainted. It's just been around so long that it's so hard to get hype for it in a real sense. Now, granted, this will be the first game since... Or if this was the next one, the first game since Horizon, right? If Horizon 2's next and then it's the Killzone title. Awesome. Uh... I still think that people are going to be like, oh, kills them. It'd be, I, I'd be more interested in seeing them just do a new thing. take their multiplayer skills and apply it to a new thing. And it's interesting to point out, of course, uh, I'm reading from Eurogamer right here, right? Uh, Vicky Blake back in 2018. This is July. Uh, Gorilla Games has been acquiring talent from Ubisoft's Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege team. An eagle eyed member of Reset Mm. Era noticed that the Horizon Zero Dawn developer had recently taken on a couple of six alumni, including game director Simon LaRoche, who joined Gorilla nine months ago for a game described only as Secret Game is Secret.
1: Oh, I did not realize that yeah, that so Simon went to Gorilla. Yeah, That's... yeah.
0: So what I, I mm. it's ex, it would be exciting, I personally feel, if they had they have this new rush of talent in here from Siege, obviously they know what they're doing, and then give them the back end multiplayer know how of the gorilla team, but give them a new IP or whatever they want to run with. Free to play. Apex Legends two. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Put it out here. That's what they could be doing. That's where it's at now, Andrea. Nobody wants to run around the bl- the bland brown world, the kill zone. Even though Shadowfall wasn't like that, I know.
1: But well, they could. They, I think that they could work within that IP and make something new and different with it. I mean, personally, as much as I would like to see another, you know, FPS in the space, I still want Horizon 2 first. Oh, my God.
0: Totally. You kidding me? Yes. Give me more Aloy. Yeah. How far do you think that is? How, how when, is that? That strikes me as you could launch as a PlayStation 5 launch title.
1: That would be amazing. I think that's maybe too soon. You think so? Yeah. I've, I feel like we're. that's probably realistically. Maybe twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two.
0: Okay, okay, that's not that far off.
1: No, it's I not that, that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, a launch title will be, probably got to be twenty twenty. I was going to say you're right? launching
0: a PlayStation twenty twenty fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: that's my guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's possible. But at least you try for it and then have it get bumped like Infamous Second Son probably or something all uh, that Yeah, you know, that's possible you know too. I mean? That's how will probably end I mean,
1: here. Sony is, you know, really great at slipping games. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. hey man, when it's done, it's done. All right? Exactly. Don't worry about what Neil Druckmann's doing down there.
1: I'm all about take your time.
0: Take your time. Get the game done. And
1: they're getting much more efficient about their marketing and announcing release dates before sure. the game is ready and yeah. trying not to have this big tentpole release date and then being like, okay, we're somebody's coming into the office. <laughs> well, it was that. Well,
0: they did it right as the wind blew, so it, it felt like the walls moved in with like, air pressure. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Didn't That's right. mean to get distracted, but yeah. You oh know
1: yeah, it's all fine.
0: And then number four, you can reserve your Pokemon Go name in Harry Potter, uh, Wizards Unite right now. This is from Kevin over at GameSpot. Niantic and Warner Brothers joint Harry Potter game, Wizards Unite, is coming to iOS and Android devices later this year. While the title still doesn't have a firm release date, the company's recently opened pre-order, registr- open pre-registration for it on android and now those who have played one of Niantic's previous games can reserve their usernames in it uh from now until basically midnight on april 30th uh ingress prime i guess it'd be april would be midnight on may 1st that's always confusing midnight sucks Mm mm-hmm Ingress Prime and Pokemon Go players can reserve their in-game names to use in Harry Potter Wizards Unite. To do so, you'll first need to go to the NSA's website, then select the option to use either your Ingress agent name or Pokemon Go trainer nickname. Follow the prompts and your Harry Potter Wizards Unite username will be set. I went over there to do it because I know I know Cool Greg's going to play this game. Kevin, I forget. Are you playing this one? Are you going to get on this one? I don't game? know. As it gets closer, I get
1: less excited for You it. get less excited as yeah. it gets closer.
0: Why is that? They got port keys, man.
1: Yeah, cool. I'm I'm kind of with you Kevin As you know Cool Greg and I are kind of like The resident Harry Potter f- Fan Peep people of, of this, <laughs> this group um, I don't know if that's I mean like how I'm am not saying not that inclu- you aren't You aren't also part of included? that group it, Kevin how, how am I not included
0: Because you talk a big talk About getting a Harry Potter tattoo And you never do it
1: Because the one he wants to get Is not the one he's gonna get That's not true That's not true Don't get that one We talked about it Kevin You're being
0: silly You're being silly It's a fictional world
1: we're not going to argue about this right now because you know that I mean we be might. What, you want to get a dark mark, right? Yeah, I want the dark mark.
0: And you you say don't do that. I
1: said that's a terrible idea. Hey man, I feel like you know pure blooded witches is all, what it's all about. Get
0: a snitch, man, because you're a snitch.
1: No, what? Yeah, I mean I would be on board with that, but not the dark mark, Kevin. Then no, I chase you around Kevin, the office don't. trying to
0: catch you all the time.
1: Um, My thing about this game that I'm hesitant about jumping in because I was super excited when Niantic first announced this that they were working on this with Pottermore and I'm concerned after seeing some of the initial footage because I think the reason why Pokemon Go works so well is because a lot of those characters if not all of them are very highly fictionalized looking. Sure. There's no like uncanny valley there Mm, at all because they're straight cartoons. They're animated, right? Yeah. But what I've seen so far of them putting characters in the game like seeing like Ron in the game I was like oh I don't know I don't oh this isn't good. It's not doing it? Yeah. yeah. I I just feel like it breaks the suspension of disbelief when you're talking about an AR game that's built Mm. in the real world and then you've got this sort of fictional character but it kind of looks like a real person and then that uncanny valley thing comes in. Gotcha. So I'm hesitant. Okay. I have to need. I need to see it in action. Are
0: you gonna go r- redeem your name or whatever? Yes. Okay. Cool. I, f- I think I might. I think my Pokemon Go name's already screwed up. I think somebody already took Game Over, Greggy. So I had to use like a zeros. Yes. Like who even cares? If this game and I could play, especially when Ghostbusters World is still out there. haven't played it in months. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> or somewhere if I really wanted to. Andrea. Yes. I'm excited to see Kevin get this Dark Mark tattoo no, one Greg, day no. when he finally decides to stop being a coward. Yeah. But that day's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, like say what came to the mom and grub shops, where would it go?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday.
0: Yeah, out today, starting today. Groups of two can deploy together in Battlefield 5's, battle royale for, uh, mode, Firestorm, in the all new duo mode. Then, Way of the Passive Fist comes to Switch. Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice comes to Switch. Shadowgate: PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Earth Defense Force. Iron Rain, PlayStation 4, uh, Vaporium, uh, Switch, Reigns, Game of Thrones, Switch. You played Reigns, right? Yes, I did. It was, is that worth picking up? Yes. Okay.
1: I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work on Switch. On well, Switch, I yeah. guess they could use the same swipe functionality on the touchscreen.
0: Sure. Uh, back to bed on Switch. F18, Carrier Landing on Steam VR. Axiom Soccer on PC, Akabeth Tactics on PC, Pathway on PC and Mac, Weedcraft Inc. on PC and Mac, Tiny Tracks on PC, Leaf on PC, Bot Vice on Switch, Box Align on Switch, Doggy Ninja the Golden Mission on Switch, <laughs> Silence on Switch, Superstar Path on Switch, The Demon Crystal on Switch, Feather on Switch, Greco, Hall of uh, Kanji, uh, Learn Japanese, Beginner and Carrots on Switch, Jungle Z, Minefield, and quaddle all on Switch as well. Then, a bevy of new dates for you. Black Paradox, the retro-stylish shmup, is set to launch on PlayStation 4 on April 30th uh, and May 1st, uh, if you're in North America or, or Europe. Uh, Nintendo Switch and Xbox 1 on the 3rd of May. Uh, Black Paradox will also make the hyper-jump from Steam Early Access into full release on May 2nd. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 comes to Steam on May 9th for 30 bucks. God Eater 3 lands on Nintendo Switch on July 12th, 2019. Star Wars Pinball is coming to Nintendo Switch on September 13th. Close to the Sun will release exclusively exclusively on the epic game store for pc on may 2nd uh from 2 will release P- there it is oh, it, uh, good up. job Corey, with the the jerking off gif that's great <laughs> uh <laughs> close to the sun will release uh oh no sorry from 2 will release on pc mac linux and uh well pc Mac, and linux on june 4th then the switch sometime in q3 2019 a chair in a room green water comes to playstation vr on april 23rd and it looks scary kevin Uh, For the King is coming to Xbox One on May 10th then believe it or not Octopath Traveler comes to PC June 7th we go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where the nanobiologist writes in and says what's good Andrea and Greg and then he puts in parentheses loud cheerful Greg voice please sorry Andrea Octopath is coming to P motherfucking C and requested Greg voice. Thanks. What is happening to third party exclusives? They're coming to PC, this and other final fantasy games, Xbox exclusives rumored to be going to competitors, consoles and platforms. Parentheses was crashed now persona. Are they all? And he's talking about just third party uh, exclusives, uh, just becoming exclusive windows in this day and age. I, for one, one am happy with this new shift. I have more choices to buy the games I want to play on whatever system I want to, but this would have been nice to know earlier on. Should exclusives now come with an asterisk saying that they will be only they will not be available on X platforms until a later date.
1: No, it will never happen because that's not the way these marketing deals that's are not how business gets done. Right. So in a perfect world, nanobiologists, yes. It would be great if we could get all that information up front because, let's be honest, these publishers know people like us are going to ask that question when they invite us we to the We have no further event. announcements
0: at this time. Right. right now, we're really just focusing on the Switch version. We can't speak about the future.
1: Precisely. That's the way that these marketing deals are done. You give somebody some money, then it's exclusive for a certain period of time, but they don't want to talk about where it's going later. They want to talk about their exclusivity, and that's unfortunately just the way it is.
0: Yeah, uh, it's... I think it's cool, and it's the, I think you wrestle more and more with the fact that when people create this art, they they should be able to get it to as many people as possible. And I would basically look at this kind of stuff, and yeah, if you're talking about a third-party exclusive, not that it uh, third-party exclusives are truly dead. Clearly, they're not. But for most of them, unless they're funded, like... On Insomniac and Spider-Man, right? right by Sony and PlayStation, and you then get, they
1: become second party,
0: exactly. Which is apparently dead. Which they treat it now <laughs> as a first party title. Very interesting how they, all, yeah. in their head, rationalize what they're doing. Uh, however, I think yeah, it seems like most third party exclusives will end up somewhere else eventually, which isn't unheard of. I remember it seems like that's always been the case. Not always. I shouldn't say that. In recent memory, I remember Tomb Raider was always the big one, right? When it was like we have we're coming, it's coming to Xbox, and it's like an Xbox, is like it's console launch exclusive. It's like wait, so is it? Is it coming somewhere else or is that just mean PC and like we can have mm-hmm. nothing to announce and then people start finally talking about back end contracts and how this goes.
1: Well and Street Fighter five was a good example too, sure. you know, being locked to PS four and people being very upset about that. And I'm pretty sure it's never come to another platform and it has no intentions to. It's
0: on PC though, right?
1: It's on PC now?
0: Is it or am I wrong? Street Fighter 5.
1: Kind of Funny.com slash you're wrong. We
0: need a kind of com slash you're wrong. Street Fighter 5, if it ever went anywhere other than the PlayStation 4. I thought it was PlayStation 4 and PC. Was it not? Was it just PlayStation 4?
1: It was just PlayStation 4 for the first year, for sure. Okay. It might be on PC now, but again, help us out there, twitch.tv. i will be
0: there in a second. Um, Yeah. it would be nice obviously if you could come out and say it's going to go everywhere but the reason this gets done right as you've talked about is the marketing deal behind it in the fact that all right, cool we're making a game where it's a smaller game it's a huge game doesn't matter we we don't want to carry all the burden of marketing it for us so yes PlayStation yes Xbox yes yes, Nintendo please get behind us with those dollars and cents to actually get it out there and we'll sign this agreement to make it look exclusive or be exclusive for quite a while right Uh, you're talking about Octopath Traveler that was indeed exclusive for like more than a year a year, like right around there.
1: Um, so hey, nanobiologist, can you let me know when it came to other platforms? So it says it came out on PC and PS4 in February 2016.
0: Nailed it, and then I was right. Greg, Miller was yeah, right. all
1: platforms is not correct, though. Greg I'm right, pretty, everybody. I mean, it's definitely not on <laughs> Switch.
0: Ah, I was just talking about PC, is remember? It? Ah,
1: yeah, he's ah. So it was on PC from launch, okay. <laughs> yeah, my mistake, no, it's fine, but, but it's I, not on Xbox One. Today. You can't play it on Xbox One today, correct? Or not correct? I I think is really what we're is really what we're trying to ask here, uh friends. Thank you so much for everybody who who wrote in. (sighs) Ah, Christian. And the nanobiologist says I saw Microsoft assumed Xbox, but it was PC. So Xbox One players still today, right now, cannot play Street Fighter Five. Correct. See? Yeah. That's a third party title.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so it does still exist. It is just so rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah, rare. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, suck it up, everybody. You gotta wait. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta sit there. If you don't want to buy it on the other platform, you gotta sit there and wait for it. Even Way of the Pacifist coming out now, right? That was that's. I'm glad. I guess that's not even remotely the same thing. But it was out for a while ago on Switch, right? Probably mm-hmm. PC as well. But now it's finally coming over to PlayStation 4 today. it Doesn't matter. Deal of the day for ya. you. You Miniky. Dream Diary is 30% off on the Nintendo Switch. So if you're looking for a Dream Diary, there you go. Time for Reader (laughs) Mail, but first I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. First, let's start with HIMS. You've heard us talking about HIMS and how they're helping guys look their best. And if you haven't, it's time you see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age of 35. And the thing is, once you notice thinning hair, it can be too late. Uh, Andy and Nick, of course, noticed their hair was thinning. They went to 4hims.com, talked. To a professional over there, a doctor sent in photos. Got teamed up with the gummy prescriptions, and he does because he will only eat gummy pills. I don't know. I don't understand. The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Uh, this is why guys turn to 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, and more for men. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products that help treat hair loss. No more awkward in-person doctor visits and long pharmacy lines. HIMSS connects you directly with real doctors online, which could save you hours. And of course, it's completely confidential and discreet. Get the hair loss treatment everyone is talking about. It's featuring GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, and Playboy to name a few. Our listeners can get started with the HIMSS Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. Uh, this is, of course, subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy or somewhere else. Go to 4 slash gamesdaily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash gamesdaily. forhimscom com slash gamesdaily. Up next, is Harry's. Harry's founders were tired of paying upfront for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks like vibrating heads, flex balls, or handles that look like spaceships. Tactics that the leading brand has been using to raise prices for decades. They fixed that by combining a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years, and they have. More than 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Harry's replacement cartridges are just $2 each. That's half the price of the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. All Harry's blades come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love your shave, you can let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. We know we love the shaves here because it's what Tim uses on that trademark Tim Tam beard. That's how he gets it all this. Does it up here. Does the thing down there. Has nice lines. He loves them. They're delivered to him. He enjoys them. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave the weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at slash games daily. Join the 10 million who have tried Harrys. Claim your trial offer by going to slash games daily and let them know we sent you to help support the show.
1: I'm getting my trial right now. Nice. Because you know why? I was at the store yesterday. Went to go pick up some razors. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? They're all locked up. Because apparently razor theft is rampant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so you have to like call someone over. Button, and I just could not be bothered. So, sure. I, so I didn't buy you any razors. Smash the glass.
0: Just be yeah. to- <laughs> <laughs> like, no dresses until I find <laughs> unsanctioned razors. I'm glad Harry's is Harry's is there for you, Andrew.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna redeem my trial right now. Thank you. Robert
0: Mims! wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and gets the honor of being the first question my question is in response to recent articles from jason schreier about the state of games studios this places to work the more human side of these massive businesses that make the games we love i feel like more and more i'm seeing articles extolling the pain and turmoil of game development is there another side to that coin Should I be wary as a game dev student about the field I'm going to be entering is this a sort of vocal minority? Or do you think the majority of games development is similar to this painfully tense situation? Thank you for allowing me to project my fears Robert Mims. It's okay Robert. This is a safe place. You're allowed to talk it out It's a giant question it's you're talking about the Jason Schreier stuff. So we've been talking about like the pressure, you know, Bioware was under for that, right? Uh, Expounding throughout Kotaku. We're talking about the things riot has seen. We're talking about should devs unionize. We're talking about crunch, all these horror stories. I would always go back to this and something you and I have talked about on this show before, right? Is that crunch gets thrown around loosely like so many things do when we talk about these and crunch is bad. Mm -hmm. However, it's also that thing of, Create creativity and when your passion is your job. It's hard to ever check that at the door So lots of places people work really late Not because they feel somebody breathing on their neck But because they are so into it and passionate about and trying to make it work every office space is different Every structure you'll be in corporate wise would be different We can't talk to any of them because we've never made games or work in them What I know is that I've been lucky enough to be doing this for 12 years the amount of developers I've met Befriended become incredibly close with they are some of the most smart passionate people i've ever had the time to do And I know those people well enough to know they wouldn't Sit around to eat shit nonstop and hate their lives. They're doing it They're loving it and they seem happy doing it the way they do it and so I can't say that applies to everybody i and I, i've obviously met people from bioware so i mean like i if they're having a bad time over there this is happening or you want to look even more r- close to us physically and maybe worked with i've worked with way closer telltale right like i had talked to people who were like Leaving telltale before it all went to hell and it wasn't that they were necessarily leaving because of crunch they were they were leaving because they weren't happy with upper management and how the what they were being told to do to their games or the credit they were given and stuff like that right there's a sliding scale of it all there and I think some of it especially when we talk about bad management or people above you not making the decisions you'd make that's gonna be at any job. And I don't think that should scare you off.
1: That is the perfect point that I was going to make. So I'm glad you said it. You let me ramble for
0: 30 minutes. I'll eventually get there. (laughs) I
1: I know you will. Working sucks some of the time for everybody. Sure. That's just... Part of being an adult and part of having a job, nobody's job is going to be perfect every single day. Um, And that goes for video games as well. But I think the reason why people are really excited about working in video games, because for most of us, it's a cross section between our hobby and our passion and also our professional expertise and something that we're very good at doing. And... I think that that's the thing that kind of gets tossed aside when you get a lot of these articles coming out about the the bad or negative parts about the workspace. There's going to be shitty bosses no matter which industry you live in or work in. You know, you're going to have conflicts with creative decisions in any work environment. And video games is no exception so I hope that this doesn't you know uh, persuade you to not pursue a career in video games because there's so many amazing opportunities to do really cool things and really innovative things but I mean go in with the realistic expectation that not every day is going to be a great day that you're going to have disagreements that you're going to have conflicts that there's going to be policies at certain companies that you just don't jive with and that's okay and we would hope that for anybody no matter what kind of job you have if you go to work every day and it's sole Crushing, and you hate it. To that, you'll be able to feel empowered to leave it and find something else, even yeah. if it means you have to take a job at Starbucks or McDonald's or whatever to make money for for you and your family. Yeah, make it like, ends meet. You only got one life, kids. Make sure that you're spending it the way you want to spend it. You're making a lot of sense.
0: No, nope, Kevin, don't listen to her. Don't unionize and don't listen to her. Every day's a every day's a pleasure here. Every day's a pleasure here, Kevin. A lot of sense. Cut his mic, Barrett.
1: Kevin, <laughs> I got a studio down uh, just a few miles away that has an opening for someone like you.
0: It's beautiful down there too. It the is. It's great. sunny
1: and beautiful there right now.
0: I got a hole in Golden Gate Park that's open for you if you ever try to leave. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Barrett will bring the shovel. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> a lot of sense. uh yeah i think the other good news to all this right is that i think again the more these articles are out there the more we talk about it as an industry the better those conditions get and Mm -hmm. there are the things that you can't whether people unionize or not the fact that no we need to take care of our employees and we need even if we're not making it a mandatory crunch thing people are reading into our actions and our statements that we do they need to be here working their butts off so let's figure out a better way to do this so it's getting better robert don't worry come make a game the nanobiologist writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Yesterday, Greg and Gary talked about how the Division 2 can be considered a games as a service game. Yeah, okay. One of the staples of Ubisoft Library. Do you see there being a Division 3 where we go to the West Coast or across the pond? Because honestly, I could see us agents hold up in D.C. for several years. Here's why. First, they have so much content they can add in this area. Every museum can be a mission, including the even better Air and Space Museum by the Dulles Airport. Airports can be added as dungeons or raids. Air Force and military bases are nearby. Finally, they can easily add Baltimore as a new zone that and this could uh, easily be realistic in the context of the game. So what do you guys think is next for The Division? And where do you th- see that they'll take us in 2022? Big questions there. Yeah,
1: I, I did notice some NPCs dropping some hints about what's happening in Boston. Oh, so really? I was like, hmm, is that something that's going to happen maybe as DLC? Now, we saw, see this uh, crashed helicopter on the map now. Um, we don't quite know what that's going to be. but looking, Is it crashed or is there? well it's downed or whatever okay because yeah, yeah. You,
0: they, when they updated with Tidal Basin there's now mm-hmm. a yellow helicopter outside the uh, White House which for me immediately read that yep, that's gonna be now when we want to go when, like they've already announced the Pentagon is gonna be DLC right right when it's time to go to the Pentagon we we'll are have to go to the helicopter and go there well
1: because if you look at what they're doing with Far Cry New Dawn with the expeditions that's something that they certainly could bring into a game like The Division I don't anticipate them getting to a whole new setting for quite some time because the team put years and years of work into building Washington D.C. and there's so many parts of the city that we haven't even seen yet, like buildings that have been locked off. And sure. you know, as you know, they're mentioning here, as nanobiologists biologist is mentioning, like there's D.C. is full of museums all kinds of really cool uh, nooks and crannies to find and lots and lots to unpack there so I hope that we get to stick it out here for at least a while
0: yeah I'm trying to dig it up I remember uh, on the subreddit somebody was talking about I want to say they thought episode three that there was some kind of hint to it in kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you even though this isn't a you're wrong it's more of an explanation that there was some kind of hint at maybe doing something in New York again Which would be interesting but again well now that they introduced this helicopter you can go anywhere and do anything Mm -hmm. with it And so yeah, I, I don't see it being to what we're talking about here and like the hints of Boston are awesome I don't think we're going to go to Boston. Right. The Pentagon makes so much sense, right? Of like, we're going to the Pentagon. It's a localized location. There's something there to do. I could see having to do more of that, right? Where we are bouncing off and they have some reason that, yeah, you know, we're go- like you're talking about with expanding DC that, you know, Germantown or Rockville, like they're walled off and we need to go do something there, a very specific portion of it. I do think with uh, the commitment they've already made to this year one roadmap and everything they're doing in the the success it's found so far in terms of, you know, people talking about it and loving Division two. I do think we're going to stick it out for a long time in D.C. or with Division two. What that means for a Division three. I mean, there's definitely going to be a Division three where it'll be and when it'll be. I don't know. Twenty twenty two would make sense, I guess. But it's also they have to see what the legs are on this as they continue to work on this. Yeah. Uh, Boston would be cool, but I would love to see them really shake it up. And yeah, go los angeles san francisco you know it's got to be a city now with landmarks to go into and museums and stuff like that you toss out you know nanobiologists across the pond i had made those predictions on some games cast about it and of course everybody tried to eat my face about, well the division it's, it's it's part of the american government idiot and i'm like yeah there's no way a writer could come up with an idea of why we'd have to go to london and like i still think there'd be something fun there and going out there and seeing how the division is global or they call us in or whatever there's a lot to be done with the division but yeah we're gonna be in dc for a while and it's still so fucking good. Can't wait to get back to it an So Android. good. Too many games. Tonight. I wish, why won't everybody stop making games? You know? Just for a little bit. Just pause it. All yeah. these releases. There's too many good Isn't
1: things. Isn't that coming. what July is for? Oh wait, it's the busiest con season of the month? Well, dang it. <sighs> Everything sucks.
0: Just, you know. Billy the door <laughs> writes in to patreon.com slash kinda funny games and says, I did it! I finally changed my PSN name and I thought it would be helpful Woo! if you would allow for me to share my experience with the name change process. It was quite easy to do from my phone, but before I was able to make the change, there were two screens worth of disclaimers and potential risks on the name change uh, with, quote, please read before changing your PSN ID at the top of each. I know yesterday there were some concerns people were would be unaware of the risks, but those risks are presented to everyone going through the process. People just need to be responsible enough to heed them. There are even links to the tested games, the list of games With issues you mentioned yesterday and other documentation personally I don't have much interest in the games on the games with issues list and wanted my name to be consistent with all my other social media platforms so switching was a no brainer for me thanks again for all you guys do and sorry NYC killed Andy I'm not because now that Andy's gone KFAF is gone and it's perfect that's good I'm glad that they're spelling it out I still think people are going to scroll through and click and not necessarily get into it. But.
1: Yeah, I heard you and Gary talking about this yesterday uh, when the news broke and you're you're totally right. People are going to not read it. They're going to change their name, they're going to have an issue, they're going to complain to customer service and customer service is going to be like, "Did you read the disclaimer?" and they're going to be like, "What disclaimer?"
0: Yeah, exactly. that's going to happen,
1: but like then they can only blame themselves. Of course they won't. They'll blame Sony. Of but course. it's like, "Yo, what happened to personal responsibility?" And we- being in charge of your own person, Greg. It feels like it's lost in this day and age. Everybody needs somebody to be their nanny. Well, you know, It's just not my fault. They were supposed to do it for me. They didn't tell me. Eh. That's what I feel like is happening with our society, Greg.
0: Okay. Next time you bitch about your airplane experience, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. If it was this.
1: my fault, I would take responsibility hey, for it. Hey, you don't like
0: people leaning in, about, If you don't like people reclining no, into no, your no. face, no. maybe you should fly this private, about, all right?
1: This is about personal responsibility, Greg. Don't mince words here. Wait, did you have something to add, Barrett? No, it was
0: just- Barrett came in wacky, wavy, inflatable blown flaming tube man over there. I was like, what's happening? It did, I thought you were going to come in and be like, they just confirmed that Switch S or whatever, uh, Persona 5S is not what you thought it was, right? Okay. But it's not. You're no. still wrong. I'm still right.
1: No one's right Greg or wrong good yet. Day to be Nothing Greg has Miller. been decided. Ah, Barrett.
0: <laughs> uh, Steven Dutzman writes in patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says I know there's been a lot of talk about Xbox game pass but I was wondering your thoughts on this potential angle the next generation of consoles is rapidly approaching and it is clear that a lot of Microsoft's newly purchased studios will not be able to produce games on time okay I mean that's a bold statement sure okay I, I think you don't mean delay you just mean they won't hit console launch okay okay do you think it's possible that Microsoft might take advantage of the game pass by allowing some of these games to release in early access on the platform this would give them the advantage of new content on their service faster, and the low-slash-non-existent upfront cost make, might make fans feel better about playing the games.
1: Mm. It's not a terrible idea. It's not a terrible idea. Game by game, I think. But it could really, could really backfire, and it's interesting that this comes up now because I was just tweeting with some people about a, a segment that I chatted with. Jeff and Christian on DLC about. If you guys have never checked out that podcast, those are some great guys. Jeff, Jeff and Christian Spicer. Um, but essentially, Microsoft Studios, I mean, Stephen is right here. Like They're not going to be ready for the launch of whatever's next for Xbox. I, I've, I'm feeling like Halo Infinite is going to be their tentpole launch title for the new hardware. Mm-hmm. And that Gears 5 will kind of be the one to sunset Xbox One. But when it comes to releasing a bunch of games, particularly new IPs from studios under new leadership and early access, that could result in some really bad blowback if the games are really broken. Because, I mean, we hearken back to what happened with PUBG when it launched in early access and on game preview. And, like, it got panned by people like me saying that game is buggy and broken right and even though it's early access um and it comes with that expectation of not being a finished polished game yeah there are still a lot of people who don't understand what that means um and that i think is the communication issue that microsoft was going to run into if they want to go down the path of having several of their new studios release games into early access or game preview and i think that's probably not the right call yeah
0: that's a great point yeah and i think It'll be a game by game basis, right? I don't think Halo Infinite would be something you'd put in early access on there, but right. I think it could have really benefited State of Decay 2 of like, hey, this game, w- we know there's problems, let's work through them together, but let's get it to you as soon as possible. I think it would have been a different response launch wise if you did that. Agreed. Same thing even with Sea of Thieves, where it was like, oh, this is content bare for start. If you put early access on it and you put it in games pa- Game Pass, don't shock me, and uh, <laughs> you, know, you lock it that way, that'd be an interesting way to do it. But as Game Pass continues to evolve, change, grow, they put more and more money into it. It's going to be interesting to see where it is at the launch of the next box. Andrew, Yes. It's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash games. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you need help in a game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. And everybody plays games together. Today, Andrew needs help on Xbox One. The Xbox username is andymack9995. I... Recently got back into Overwatch thanks to the league starting again, and I'm looking for people to play with and give rank to try. I main a Diva Mercy, All right? Yeah, I main and Diva Mercy and 76, but really can do any role you need me in. Play most days. England time would be best, but whenever you see me on, I'm up for a match. Smiley emoji. W o o w, go London Spitfires! I don't know if it's a wow, but he spelled it out, so it's got to be like maybe something I don't understand, like burn blue. But, anyways, Andy Mac nine 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 five. If you want to play Overwatch with a chap from England on Xbox, Andrew, we mm-hmm. ask people watching live on Twitch.tv/slash Kind Games to go to kindoffunny.com/slash You're Wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Mikey chimes in first and says, "Andrew, you're wrong. A dark mark tattoo is awesome."
1: And that's enough of that talk. No, it's bad.
0: Nanobiologist says, I'm sure you know this, but just for clarity, for somebody who wouldn't know, Andrea, there are numerous monsters that will be featured in the Harry Potter AR game, including Pixies, Nifflers, Bogarts, and Dementors.
1: Yes, of course, I know. Of course.
0: But yeah, to the point, if you maybe heard it for the first time, you thought it was just talking to Ron Weasley, I guess. That's the (laughs) AR game. He's just sitting on your bench or whatever. (laughs) Justin says the helicopter in Division 2 says it takes you to the raid. Okay. Correct sorry but i was also think it can take you to it's going it to take you pentagon take you to multiple places yeah, yeah. yeah take me away you know what i mean uh the nanobiologist says what well, greg is referring to posters posters reading nyc after dark which you could easily stylize as nyc colon after dark are found throughout the world uh the above picture he puts a link in here that i don't see uh the poster teases a return to the big apple in january which matches, matches with episode three's winter release window thank you very much um, oh, and this is interesting, I didn't know this. Uh Snow Dude says for division two they considered Seattle and New Orleans, uh, for its original location before originally deciding on Washington DC.
1: I would love division in New Orleans. I think that would be a New great Orleans. setting.
0: That would be that'd be a cool one, yeah, yeah. Of course we already did it. Infamous two, so really no need, you know. N- nailed it. New Marais, they called it, of course. A bonjour, you know, I was like <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Thank you so much for watching. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can get every show over there ad free as well as a video and an MP3. If you want it for free, no big deal. You can watch us record it live, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. You can watch it later, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, or you can get on podcast services around the globe. Andrea. Yes, Greg. You're hanging out here all day, of course. That's Doing the games cast with Devin Sawa. Where can people find you?
1: Um, The easiest place to find everything that I'm doing is at Andrew Renee on Twitter, but we've got a brand new episode of What's Good Games coming out this Friday. You can download it on your favorite podcast app. You can find all the places where we're listed at what'sgoodgames.com slash podcast. Um, And we also do some fun stuff on YouTube. We just put up our amazing um, little community meetup video that Pixel Brave shot for us at PAX East at youtube.com slash what'sgoodgames if you guys want to check that out. Um, And we're celebrating episode 100 this week, Greg. Yay! Yay. Congratulations. 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 thank Congratulations. you so much yeah when we when we spent uh, the third segment of the show kind of reminiscing about some of our favorite moments from shooting uh, 100 episodes of yeah. what's good games and so it's a it's a fun one this week
0: awesome well until next time ladies and gentlemen Tim will be here tomorrow
1: it's been our pleasure to serve you